customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. How do I sound now? Sound okay? Did you ask Pop that question? Let's do it. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Okay, here we go. And it is another edition of Hoops Jason on the Athletic NBA Show. David Aldrich here in D.C. In the Bay, our man Marcus Thompson back trying to dis- Oh, wait. Were you, unless you were in, were you in L.A. last night? Were you... You're on mute. No, nah, I'm, I'm in the town, baby. You're in the town? Okay. I yeah. just wanted to make sure. I didn't know if you were watching the, the end. But our man who was watching the end, who was covering the Nuggets and will cover the Nuggets for the Athletic during the NBA Finals, our guy Tony Jones joins us. TJ! What's up? What man? up? Morgan State yeah. University, HBCU. HBCU, yes, let's go, baby. Yes, see. Let's see. My go. niece will be attending Morgan State University next year, so... After. Uh, you know, I'm gonna hook her up with my daughter. There you go. There you go. She'll be she's coming. She's trying to. Her. She's trying to get into that nursing life. You know what I'm saying? So. All right. Yeah, yeah. So she'll be there next year. So that's what uh, I was doing when we went to Morgan State to kick it. We was trying to get into that nursing life. <laughs> I just don't know how to respond to that, Marcus. <laughs> no, I have no way. I have no, I'm My just bad. gonna ignore. I'm just gonna I'm pretend he didn't say it. I'm gonna move on. <laughs> all right, Tony Jones. You all, all nuggets, all the time during the playoffs and these dudes have been amazing and they capped it off with some sweepage of your boy LeBron. Well, Brown hold on, Brown. hold on, DA. First off, can we just acknowledge the, the, the adeptness of my guy who can yes. hop off one team and it's jump just, on another without issue? Y'all know, y'all know Tony Jones covers the Utah Jazz for us, right? And then they said, well, but we need somebody to cover the Nuggets. And he was like, bet, let's do it. Real and hooper. Just, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> any system, any, well, any coaching. What they said was, well, we need somebody to cover the Nuggets. And what I said was, oh, that's cool. It'd be fun. I'll hop on them for a series. And what they said was, no, 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 no. You don't understand. <laughs> you got them. <laughs> like, oh, okay. They were like, strap in. This could be right. a while. Right, right. All right. So how long a flight from SLC to Denver? Uh, SLC to Denver is an hour and 21 minutes. I've got okay. the time down uh, to the minute now. Right, so. right. Yeah, that's a so, that's not pretty, too bad, but still, you're not, away from home. I it's understand. not bad at all, unless you count in the turbulence, which is always terrible. Oof, see, that's why I can't I can't be doing that shit no more. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. 
You can't, no, your boy, your boy can't fly over the Rockies like he used to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it is absolutely. Listen, everything that they say about the turbulence around Denver and Salt Lake and Phoenix, Phoenix yeah. as well. Everything they yeah. said about it, it's real. It's all. We're, I remember a flight. I went from from Denver to Portland, which is not a long flight. It's like a little under two hours. That's the it's the worst flight I've ever been on in my life. I mean, it was just nonstop for a buck forty five from the minute we took off to the minute we landed. Just man, bad. And the pilot, I ain't, I ain't been point. awake on a flight in years. I know. See, I hate you. I hate people yeah. that can do that. I hate you. I can't do that. And the pilot tells you when you're over that they, they like the pilot gets on and he's just like, listen, you know what it is. There's right. nothing we can do about it. Right. So right. y'all ain't getting no breakfast service today. Time. Just deal with it. Maybe yeah, you'll see a flight attendant giving out some water, maybe not. Right, right. <laughs> so, out, out of a hose. <laughs> exactly. Just get your two slip slurps in and, and be gone with it. You know, if so, you need to go to anyway. the bathroom, do it now. Right. <laughs> Right, right. But you know what, Tony? Nobody cares about that. Nobody cares about our problems. No, <laughs> so, sure. so, so let's talk about these Nuggets, man. These Denver Nuggets in their first NBA Finals, the last of the four ABA teams that made the merger to get to the Finals. Bro, they are so good. I mean, it, you don't even know where to start with these guys. Obviously, Jokic is the centerpiece, but damn, they're good. You know, I, I'm, I uh, made the comparison, I think, on Twitter. A couple of days ago, but um, they remind me of the 2014 San Antonio Spurs. That's who they remind me of. Um, the, the ball movement, um, the fact that, you know, they have five guys offensively, you know, everything defensively in today's day and age in terms of, of being a playoff team and how good you are defensively is how good your team, how many guys that you can put on the floor that don't have to be hunted. So usually you can get away with one guy, but you can't get away with one guy with Denver because all five of the, all five of their guys can score, all five of their guys can do do something offensively. And the modicum of NBA today's NBA is can you dribble pass and shoot? And every last one of Denver's guys can dribble pass and shoot. They can they can do all of those three things. So, you know, Jokic is, you know, for me uh, he's definitively the best player in the world. I don't know that there's anybody in the conversation at this point. Um, and, you know, Jamal Murray has gotten back to the Jamal Murray that we saw pre-injury. And, you know, the, the you know for the first time in that era, the Murray-Malone-Jokic era, um, the supporting cast around them is absolutely perfect. They have long, rangy, athletic, guys who can switch defensively uh throughout the lineup uh who make it really tough to to do to to do anything off the dribble but they can also play offense um you know it just makes them you know deep and versatile and you know their top end talent uh is 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 the best player in the world so it's it's going to be really difficult for them to be beaten at this point you you know uh i think you hit the nail on the head like I don't think we understood how perfect the supporting cast was until they got in this scenario. I mean, we watched it all year, but, yeah. you know, it's regular season. But seeing it play out, I mean, could they could they have done any better than KCP? Like, there are literally stretches where KCP's like, hey, yo, I got this. I'm about to hit three straight buckets. I got us right now. And, you know, Bruce Brown, like, 
they've been more perfect than even I thought. Like, does it feel that way live when you're there? Like, these dudes are going to show up for him every night, somehow, some way. Yeah, it's been, I mean, it's it's really been eye-opening, right? Because, you know, I mean, I was one of the 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 people who, you know, I mean, I was going through the regular season, yeah, like, you know, nice team, number one seed, cool, okay, yeah. Second like, round, they're going to run, cute, run yeah. <laughs> to, to Kevin Durant, right, and that's going right. to be that. Yep. And, you know, and, and I think it's, you know, you can learn something in this business. And if you're not learning in this business, then what are we doing here? Right. When for me, watching these dudes up close for two months, I was so completely wrong about them. And I was wrong about Jokic. You know, I, you know, I argued with Nuggets fans for years. Like, yeah, he's a top five player. Sure. Is he the number one player in the world for me? Hell no. No, I take LeBron. I take this person. I take that person. And he's been, you know, definitively the number one player in basketball in the playoffs. So, you know, it's 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 just one of those things where, um, you know, as, as much as you know about hoop, as much as you watch it, sometimes you just got to see it up close. And, and seeing these nuggets up close, it's, it's been an eye-opening experience. And DA, that's not a knock, right? Like, right, of course not. Of course, that's how not. it goes. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like that's yes. like real basketball, right there. Like exactly. that. What you what you describing is literally how we were raised, right? right. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I don't like this dude. You watch him, like, man, Larry Bird, nice. Man, Larry Bird, nice man. is essentially a seven foot Larry Bird. Man, facts, unbelievable. Unbelievable how he can control the game no matter where he is on the floor, in the post, facing, on the break, and he never seems to make a bad decision with the basketball. You know what I'm saying? You got to look at – I think you got to look at – to give context to how good Jokic was, last night LeBron James turned in an all-time performance with an all-time impact. Like he took the game by the throat and – Jokic matched that level. How many times over 20 years have you seen LeBron James say, okay, I'm going to take over this game. I'm going to, I'm going to put up a 40 point triple double on on 65% shooting. (laughs) Then I'm going to guard the best player on the other team. And I'm going to guard through. How many times have you seen LeBron do something like that? But then the guy on the other team, just matched that level. I the only time was like when he was going against one of the greatest teams of all time. Right, like, right. like right. KD and seven. <laughs> like where it was like that was the only time where it was like it didn't matter. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But yeah. any other time, it's like that's enough. And the question isn't whether that works; it's how often he can do it. But when he summons it, like that's usually ball game. Yeah. The, the crazy part to me, Tony, and you know this because you, you know, you a PG, right? New York PG at that. Like, yes. you know how, like, Bron at the end of the game, like, Bron's got the ball. Like, these great players, they got the ball. But generally, they don't really have a point guard, right? Like, even right. back to Jordan, like, it was Paxson, it was BJ Armstrong. These ain't dudes who, like, yo, give me the ball. I got this. The Nuggets have Jamal Murray. Right. Who's like, yo, right. like, yo, I got this. Like, <laughs> right. I'm basically right. an Arsenal level. Like, I got this. And still, it's like, yo, get out the wall. Like Jokic just under the basket getting the inbounds <laughs> <laughs> on a team with Jamal Murray, and nobody thinks it's a wrong decision. Like this dude is insane. 
and and you know what and that's that's essentially what sunk the lakers right like you know i thought lebron was one of the two best players in the series i thought he was the second best player in the series throughout the series um but for the lakers to have won they needed two of the three best players in the series and um and Nikola Jokic was the best player in the series by a lot. And, you know, whether you agree with me or disagree with me with LeBron, he was one of the three best players of the series. But Jamal Murray was also one of the three best players. He, did a, he was a 50-40-90 in the series. You know what I'm saying? 50 40 90 on 30 point half. <laughs> I mean, in, in game one, he was making stuff in the Raptors from the rafters and that's what sunk the lakers right they could not afford to not have two of the best three players in the series and lose the depth battle which is exactly what which is exactly yeah because five I, six seven and eight is different yeah. <laughs> right 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 i mean right. you know and and you know the the one thing you know the one thing that was really subtle um that i don't think anybody realized was that you know, this was an that was an eight man rotation for the entire playoffs. Christian Brown was in that rotation playing significant minutes. Um, Michael Malone realized by game two that Christian Brown could not play in this series and took him out of the series. And he did it subtly and he just went, he just said, okay, I'm just gonna go with seven uh, throughout throughout the entire series. It took Darvin Pam until game four to realize that D'Angelo Russell couldn't play in the series and take him out of the starting lineup. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, so, that's going to, yeah, that's going to be Vanderbilt too, by the way. And Vanderbilt, because like, like you said, yeah, he can guard people, but at the other end, what's he giving you? You know, like it's just not, you, you gotta be two way, at least two way plausible. You don't even have to make shots, but you gotta be plausible. Right. Two-way. So it came down to, so once, Michael Malone took Christian Brown out of the series that took his 15 minutes out of the, a game out of the series where the Lakers said, Oh, I could just slough off of you and I could just clog the lane. And so then it came down to the point where the Lakers were like, well, all right, well, we got to clog the lane against Aaron Gordon. Guess what? Aaron Gordon at some point is going to make some shots if they're their shots. And last night he made three threes and scored 22 points. So, I mean, it's, you know, the the Denver is the biggest and best pick your poison team in this playoffs. They can score, you know, obviously they can score at the basket because Jokic and Aaron Gordon can score at the basket. They can score in the mid-range because Jamal Murray is a mid-range assassin. And obviously with pretty much everybody on their roster, they can score from above the arc. And they can score and they score in transition. They're much better in transition than people give them credit for. Yeah, I, I'm. I was a. I was a big proponent. Having watched KCP in Washington last year, I knew how good he was, man. I just thought that was a perfect pickup for them, being able to the the guy that and Marcus. You remember we had Bruce Brown on the show, right? And it was it was he was saying like, oh, "Yo, yeah. man, I I can do a lot more than I did in Brooklyn. I just didn't really get the chance in Brooklyn, you know." Like, and we were, you know, you you respect that, but you you didn't. You didn't know if he could do it, but then you see him above the break. You see him making passes as well as defending and doing all the stuff with the ball that he was known for before he got to Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? So, so it was those were perfect pickups by Calvin Booth. Perfect for 
the type of team that needs to surround Jokic and Murray um, and the way that they want to play, just picture perfect. I don't know. Did you have you talked to Calvin yet, or are you going to talk to him? I know you you've got something set up with him. Yeah, I'm going to talk to him. I talked to him last night briefly. Yeah, uh, you know we you know we just um, you know talked about the roster and, and things like that. You know, one of the things that you know if I'm Calvin Booth, I'm sending uh, Christmas cards to Brooklyn for the way that they use Bruce Brown um, in Brooklyn, because you you know how this league is. What have you done for me lately? So when Bruce Brown hit free agency last, last summer, the league didn't look at him and say, oh, you know, he, he's a one, two, three, which is what he played in Detroit. They looked at him and they said, oh man, he's a six foot four, four, five who played out of the dunker spot uh, in Brooklyn, which, and, and that in turn um, meant that he was available on day two in free agency and Denver was able to, to come in drastically lowered his value. And, yeah. And, yep. And, and they were able, he, Denver was able to come in and, and pluck him in day two of free agency. And it's turned out to be one of the impact signings uh, of last year's free agency. Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, there's a lot of talk afterwards about like Jamal Murray. Uh, I mean, Jokic spent most of his post game talking about Murray. Uh, what's the sense from the team about just how they felt him making it here? He missed two playoffs, right? And him getting back to where he was. It seems like that's a big deal in that locker room for Murray to experience this. Did you, did you get that sense in there? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, he missed two years. Not only did he miss two years, I mean, you know, you know, you get a guy who who misses two playoff runs with an ACL and, you know, how many organizations would have been that patient with him um, that, that, you know, to the point that Denver was. And, you know, they they, you know, at at one point, Murray went to the organization was like, hey, are you going to trade me? And you know, no organization was like, no, we're you know, you're our guy. We're they were like, bro, what can we get for you right now? You ain't playing. Like, <laughs> yeah, what are you I mean, talking about? <laughs> listen, listen. I've seen, I've seen more. I've seen stranger things happen. Hey, ben right? Simmons raises his head, right? Right, right. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen right. stranger things happen. But he, you know, he's gotten back to, you know, it's taken a lot of. Um, uh, it's taken a lot of rehab, you know, a lot of hours. He, he's, you know, he's had a lot of hours in the dark 
yeah. uh, in terms of, you know, just can I get back to this level? Can I be Jamal Murray? Can I do this? Can I do that? And, you know, when I talked to him, I mean, you know, I did, you know, I talked to him for a story that I did, you know, three, four weeks ago. And, you know, and he says there are times, you know, once every two games, you know, my knee locks up on me and it just reminds me, you know, my knee reminds me like, hey, we're we're still only about 90, 95, 96 percent back. He still doesn't have the explosion that he had before the injury. He still doesn't have the lift that he had before the injury. But as you can see, the shot making, you know, the ability to get to where he wants off the dribble, um, the ability to to shoot over a chair, you know, all of that stuff is there. And, and you know, for, for that guy, for a guy like that to go through what he's gone through and for his teammates to see, you know, how much he's gone through, you know, that's one of the reasons why, you know, this this roster is so happy for him. I'm just thrilled that <clears throat> you talked about the patience that the Nuggets have shown, and Marcus talked about it too. And this is part of, I wrote about the Celtics today. And not, and again, it's not that I think Joe Mazzulla is a great coach. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's a great coach. And I'm not saying they shouldn't take a look at their roster. What I am saying is that sometimes you fall victim to this kind of knee-jerk, Somebody must pay. Somebody must be blamed for our losing. And, and we throw somebody under the bus or over the over the side or whatever metaphor you want to use. And the Nuggets didn't do that. They had every opportunity to fire Mike Malone. They wouldn't trade Jokic. They could have traded Murray a hundred times for a all-star player, right? Like a guy that's at his level. Um, and they didn't do that. They kept their group together. And now you see the fruits of that. And I'm not saying it's even... It's not easy, and I'm not saying it's even the right path, but I'm saying it is a path, and you would, I would like to see more teams do that than just we have to fire the coach because we lost a playoff series. Yeah, and, you know, and I, one of the other things they could have done, they could have traded Michael Porter Jr. Correct. Yep, yep. And and they did not. And, um, and you know, he's, he, you know, three or four years ago, you would have looked at him and said he has a lot of growing up to do. Well, guess what? He's grown up and he's playing defense. He's finally figured out that, hey, my coach is not going to play me if I de- if I don't defend. And he's finally figured out that that he's defending. Uh, he he you know, I saw I've seen still see a sprinkling of this sometimes, but he was a, a really big my turn shooter and a my turn shooter is. Uh, for those who don't know, I haven't touched the ball in five possessions. This is going up no matter what. And, um, you know, he used to to really struggle with that. He still struggles with that at, on occasion, um, but it's a lot less pronounced than he was than it than it used to be. And, you know, he's he's played this entire postseason without ego. And I think that, you know, for Michael Porter Jr. to make um, – uh, to make that transition uh, in, in terms of maturation. Uh, I, I think that that's been a really big and untalked about uh, impact on this run uh, as well, because, uh, you know, Bone, Bones Highland didn't grow up. Right. Bones right. Highland, you know, he, 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 he was at a point where he was like, I, I need more shots. I need more shots. And then, and the nuggets were like, okay, you know, we're not going to deal with this guy. We're trying to win a championship. If you guys aren't all pushing one way, we're going to have to get rid of you. And that's why Bones Highland was traded 
uh, to the Clippers. So, you know, for for Michael for MPJ to make that 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 leap uh, in maturation and to just come out and play this playoff run and say, okay, I'm just gonna do what needs to be done. Um, I'll take whatever shots that are there. Uh, I, I think that that's a, a that's had a really big impact on this run as well. The the other player, Tony, it feels like. I don't know if he's matured, but this is probably the most effective we've seen him is uh, Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Uh, uh, just it's crazy, too, because he made his name in his league with his hops in the dunk contest. And he's never felt more valuable than now when he kind of barely dunks, <laughs> you know, like he doesn't provide the highlights anymore, but it's it's sustenance, right? It's it's defensive, uh, like acumen, mm-hmm. like it's hustle, it's rebounding. Mm-hmm. Like to me, he feels like a. He feels like a testament to like how much winning can change an entire reputation of a player. You know what I'm saying? Like it feels like he senses that what what's he like in that locker room and how do they regard him, especially after, you know, he spent the series guarding LeBron, basically. Man, he's um I think he's one of my favorite players in the locker room. I've had, you know, he's the one guy, like he's the one guy I've had, you know, a lot of conversations with, you know, just kind of off the record. Um you know, him and Jeff Green, I've had a previous relationship with Jeff from when he was with Utah. So, and, you know, me and Jeff were, you know, instantly cool. And we just kind of picked up where we left off, um, um, you know, but Aaron ha- has has been really cool as well. The The thing about Aaron, um, one, his first cousin used to play at the University of Utah and he still lives in Utah and I'm really good friends with him. So I kind of knew Aaron a little bit uh, through through his cousin. And okay. Aaron also worked out with the Jazz um, when he was coming out of Arizona. So, I, you know, I remember him from there. Um, he's defended Carl Anthony Towns in one series. And he went from Carl Anthony Towns to Kevin Durant in another series. And he went from Kevin Durant to LeBron James. And... You know, obviously we talked about LeBron's game last night, but, you know, before last night, you know, Aaron made him work. You know, LeBron's LeBron's LeBron. LeBron's still going to get his numbers no matter what you do, but he had to work. He's had to work for it. And I thought it was symbolic that, that you know, Aaron got the last second block on LeBron, considering how good he's been defensively throughout this entire postseason. Um and, you know, like like we talked about earlier, you know, he knocked down three big threes uh, last night, 22 points, six rebounds, five assists, you know, just getting out in transition, you know. Hey, it, Tony, that third one felt like it felt like he went to the buffet too much. Huh? I was like, nah, don't, don't get greedy. And he hit and then that it went thing. In. Yeah, he hit that thing. No. Then it went in. I was like, come on, AG, calm down. You know, but the other thing is two of those three threes were from above the break. When Aaron Gordon normally only shoots corner threes, you know, so if he hits an above the break three, you know, you're really actually cooking with gas. And he hit two of them. I was like, both times he pulled from above the break, I was like, okay. And then I was like, oh, well, I guess we need to pack this up. This series is over. This is a wrap. This is a wrap. So I saw one of your tweets, man, and and I don't want to open this can of worms, but you know it is it it is part of the narrative about the the Nuggets, it is the disrespect angle that they talk about all the time, day after day, 
And like like most things, some is some of it warranted? Yes, sure. They did not get the attention that a team with their winning yeah, percentage. Yeah, he hates this, Tony. He hates this. Thing. It just drives me nuts. It just drives me nuts. <laughs> but to say that the, the idea that Jokic isn't respected just is like, wait a minute. He's a two-time MVP. Like, yeah. he won it twice. <laughs> what are you yeah. talking about? What do you mean he doesn't get respected? He, he literally was given the award as being the best player in the league two years in a row, and he finished second this year. What are you talking about? Well, let me, let me ask this. Me nuts. Let me ask you this. If, you know, Jokic gets a two-time MVP and – a media member, I don't know how respected I am, but a media member like myself, I use myself as the example. I say, you know what? Nikola Jokic is either the fifth or the sixth best player in the league. I would go. You're talking about Tony Jones. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about me. Like, listen, <laughs> I would say, like, before this playoff run, I would have gone, um, I would have said Giannis. Then I would have said Steph. Then I, then I, you know, then I'm saying KD and LeBron, and I'm not talking about regular season. I'm talking about postseason. Yeah. As as postseason, and then I'm getting to Nikola Jokic and Luka Doncic, right? All right. So is that dis? So was am I be was I being disrespectful to Jokic heading in? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, you were. So but me I was saying, being, so me thinking. That I don't he's think the so. Fifth best player. Yeah. In the league, in a playoff setting, that if that was disrespectful to Jokic, then maybe the Nuggets have. have yeah, a but that's but you're like one media member. My point is that I'm not the only one that thought that, though. I understand that. No, you're right. You're right. But what I'm saying is, like, you can you can have a discussion, and this is the problem: we can't have a discussion about anything anymore. Like, you can have a discussion about. Jokic versus MB versus Giannis versus Steph, right? Right. I happen to think Jokic is one or two in the league. And I thought that all year. Like it's it's there are three guys. At the end of the day, you got to pick one first. I picked MB first. I'm trying to remember if I picked Jokic second or third, uh, because Giannis was in there. I cannot remember. I'm not going to say one way or the other because I'll be wrong. But it's not the same as thinking that nobody the, the 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 argument or the 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 narrative that you would hear is that everybody hates Jokic and that's just not true. Right. That's, that's not, not true. true. <laughs> like people don't think Jokic can play. That's not true. Everybody thinks Jokic can play. It's just a matter of do you pick him or somebody else to be the MVP in a given year? That doesn't mean you hate Jokic. You know what I'm saying? Like there's right. a there's there's nuance here that you have to have. Even as a fan, you have to have some nuance about your team and your and your star player. Well, well I also, think I think it's not. I'm I'm with Tony on this in the sense that why 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 shouldn't Jokic have to go through this? What what superstar? What elite player has not gone through this exact same thing? Yeah, why should Jokic not get the same? Like, if he's on that level, he's got to go through this. And you know what? If he don't win a championship, it ain't over. Like, he's still going to have to hear it. You got to win. Like, he is of that cloth. But we, who are we kidding? Like, this ain't his first postseason. He ain't five years in. 
Like, this is eighth season, right? Like, he's had time to win a championship, and he hadn't done it. He's had some good playoff runs. He's had some suspect ones. He's got it, but he ain't done this before. <laughs> so, right. okay. it's I think it's fair that some people weren't going to crown him with the likes of LeBron and Steph and Giannis if he had done this yet, right? Like, to me, like, he's... It, this is a natural progression for what his career has been. It was fair to wonder if he was this guy, but now at this point, anybody questioning that is crazy. Right. But to me, it was fair. That's what it, it is. Fair. Like that's, that's fair. what it is. Oh no, no that's a good point. That's a good point. And, and and that was my point for me. I'm like, okay, people are saying, how can you have him as the fifth best player in the world? I'm saying, okay, because I judge the best players in the world by what they do at the highest levels of basketball. And right now, at the highest levels of basketball, I'm taking Giannis, Steph. I'm taking LeBron and I'm taking Kevin Durant and everybody else is after those four. And those four guys have all earned it. They're, those are all guys who have won championships and right. who have, who have uh, NBA finals MVPs, all of them. So the fact, the, the fact of the matter is that, you know, when I was having this argument and everybody on Twitter was calling me everything, but a child of God, um, you know, I said what Jokic has to do for me is he has to have a deep playoff run and he has to dominate a playoff run. Well, he's done it. Like, he's been historic. He's averaging a triple-double. He's doing things that yes. only Will Chamberlain have done, okay? Like, he's having – he's been indescribable. And, you know, so now my thought right now is that Nikola Jokic is the best player in the world. And, you know, I don't know – uh, who's second, but at this point, we're just fighting for second at this point. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, he's, uh, that That debate's over, right. I mean, he's yeah. he has been sensational. You mentioned something at the beginning I wanted, to sum, I wanted to circle back with. You said that seeing him for two months has has impacted what you think of him. What, give me the nuances of what he does and it, it, you know, the kind of in the weed stuff that he does that you just have to, be, you would have to watch him play every night to let's, see. Let's go hoop here, Tony. Let's get, there, in, let's get in that basketball mind. No, this is easy. There are two guys in the world who impact every single possession, who can slow you down, who you can't speed up. And that's Nikola Jokic and LeBron James. There's the only two guys that can just, that, that can take over every single possession and impact every single possession and control things, every single possession. It's like magic Johnson. And, um, you know, he and LeBron are the two best passers in the league. And, but you know, the way he's, you know, it, 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 this is going to seem absolutely silly to say, but Nikola Jokic, who had 30 points, 14 rebounds, 13 assists last night, his impact even went beyond those numbers and his impact goes beyond those numbers, beyond yep. his numbers every night, which is, which is crazy because his numbers are bonkers. And, you know, he, um, you know, just the way he influences every set, you know, not only offensively, but defensively. And you looked at like people talk about, okay, well, you could take advantage of him and pick and roll, you know, Anthony Davis tried to post him up a number of times in this series and Jokic just stonewalled him. And, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where, you know, he's, he's such a good player 
uh, at every facet and, and and he impacts every facet that, you know, it, it's just hard to describe uh, how good he's been in this playoff run. Well, you know, the, to me, the element that I feel like would be gained from watching a lot of Jokic is like the, the numbers are one thing, but I, I think we got to include the novelty that he's, He's huge. Like he's he's doing this. <laughs> he's ginormous. And he's yeah, huge. He like, it's like it's like the opposite of Steph, right? When you, when you look at Steph and you'll be like, like the, the part of the novelty is he's six foot three and he's yeah. doing this, right? It's like yeah. this is not supposed to happen. It's similar with Jokic. Like, you're not supposed to be 285 pounds doing this. Yeah. Like, that's that's not how it's supposed to go. And shooting one legged jumper, like, one legged yeah, threes. That's the part where you got it. You just got to witness it, right? Like, you know, you know how we're going to be, Tony. We're going to be 70 years old in a barbershop somewhere, you know what I'm saying, with something in our hand and a brown paper bag. Boy, yo, talking about, that. man, it was this one dude, you know what I'm saying? He was like, <laughs> call him the Joker. Call him the Joker. Like, that's how they, that's how the OGs talk about, like Larry Bird. Like, right. Yeah, that boy was cold. He, like, he wanted, he's one of them type figures where, what you're watching, like you gotta grapple with it. It doesn't yeah. make it doesn't make the obvious sense. Kind of like like when LeBron first came, it was like we never seen nobody that big running yeah. like that. Right. Like it, it takes a minute to like you know what I'm saying get the cold out your eyes and be like, <laughs> oh, okay, like that. To me, that's Jokic, and I think a lot of people who didn't watch him because he plays in Denver, right? Yeah, because it's not you don't get that much exposure. Like it's just jarring. Like I mean, Tony, you stood next to this dude. Like he's huge, and it he's puts huge. a different perspective on what he does. But the best thing that he so and, and this this goes back to how perfectly they are designed. The best thing that he does defensively is that he shrinks the floor defensively with his size, mm-hmm. and and that's always been. There are two guys in the league who are like this: Nikola Jokic and, and Yusuf Nurkic. Mm. Both of those guys are so big and ginormous and wide. Well, Brooke Lopez is pretty good at it, too. Brooke Lopez is the same way. They shrink the the floor defensively in the middle. So there's just less space in the middle Mm -hmm. because those guys are there, whether they rim protect or not. And Brooke rim protects. Yusuf and and Nicola, they don't rim protect. Yeah. Um, But so the Nuggets, now you have... Now you take Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, Bruce Brown, Christian Brown, and Contavious Caldwell Pope. All of those guys are in between 6'5 and 6'8 or 6'5 and 6'10. They're all long mm-hmm. and they're shrinking the space on the perimeter. So what makes Denver such a good defensive team at this point is that there's no space on the floor yeah. because those six five to six ten guys with all long arms, real athletic, they're all shrinking the, the the floor on the perimeter. And then you got this guy who's a plant in the middle <laughs> who's, who's shrinking this who's shrinking the floor. So there's there's not a lot of room to play offense on the basketball court against the, the Denver Nuggets. And and Nikola Jokic is a huge part of that. All right, so let's let's get out on this. I'm, I think we can all assume Miami is going to win that series at some point, whether it's... I don't know, man. They got to play, seven. Seven. <laughs> play the game. <laughs> all right, break it down for me. Heat Nuggets finals. Who you got? Who's who's winning that? 
Um, I think the Heat are going to be more competitive than any team that um, Denver's faced this year mm-hmm. in, the, in the postseason. And I think Denver's still going to win it, win it in six. Okay. Um, okay. I just think that I just think that this is Denver's year at this point. The only, the only thing I worry about with Denver, and there's nothing they can do about it, is the layoff. That's the only thing I worry about it, with with any team that's been rolling, that's been like really playing at a high level, and you've been and they've been playing every other day, every other day, every other day for three weeks now, and now all of a sudden you have a week off. And I just remember when the when the Jazz, your team, had two weeks off essentially, had 13 days off between the conference finals and the finals, is just how it went that year. And they never really seemed to get back to that level they were at before. That's my one, if I were a Denver fan, I would worry about is the layoff. But well, I agree with Miami, you. Miami's going to have the same layoff after. Probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're probably right. You know, like, what, if, if you're Eric Spolson, <laughs> like, look, guys, we need a couple more games. Well, I'm a little you know bit. Right, right, right. Jimmy, right, how right. about you take the night off, Jimmy? Right, 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 right. I, I do think the issue, I think, Tony, you described it perfectly. The way to beat that defense is you got to knock down threes, man. You got to, like, spread the floor offensively, which is like when the Lakers made threes, they were in good shape. They just couldn't sustain it. And I do think Miami could knock down. Miami could, and uh, especially if they get Hero back. Remember, they they might get Hero back for the finals. They can do that. It still feels like it's so hard to doubt Miami at all. It feels like every every single doubt ever, like, it's (laughs) like it it fuels them, right? It's like a power-up in a video game. Like, some dude (laughs) in, like... San Antonio somewhere is doubting them and they get the energy from it. <laughs> right? It's like, but, but I mean, Denver feels like such a complete team. <laughs> like they just feel too complete. It feels like that's a lot. Yeah. You know, and I mean, we could, it's everything that we just said about Denver, we could say about Miami as well. Um, You know, and I don't, I don't see at this point how you can doubt playoff Jimmy Butler. Right. And I think the beauty of this series, if it if it is indeed Denver and Miami, is that we get the two best playoff performers in the same series going head to head. Um right, like at different positions too. So it's at like different, at yeah. different positions. So it's gonna be, you know, a, a great game of chess, right? Like, um, you know, how does Denver deal with Jimmy Butler? How does Miami you know, how big is Bam Adebayo going to be in that series? So, you know, there, there are things that I can say about Miami, which is this, you know, Denver's not going to see a better coach than they're going to see in Miami. Oh, I think really Eric Spolster is the best coach in the world. Um, and, you know, and, and Denver's not going to see a better player in this playoff than, you know, what playoff Jimmy Butler the level of playoff Jimmy Butler, you know, well, maybe LeBron, but you know, we'll see. Um, but you know, I mean, if you look at the depth and you look at the top end talent and you look at it, just, I mean, it's just hard to go against Denver and, 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 in this series at this point. Tony, go take a flight somewhere, man. Get up, get up out of LA because too long in LA ain't good for nobody. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on a plane. I'm gonna have some hibachi and get on a plane 
and then I'm going to go home and I'm going to spend some time with my babies. Absolutely. We appreciate you coming on. Hoops adjacent. David Aldridge has like broken his mic on purpose because I think he wants to get out of here. So I will do our outro. Uh, in the words of the great legendary Hall of Fame journalist who was featured on everything basketball related, leave those five stars. And if you can't leave five stars, keep it to yourself, you haters. We out. <laughs>